Welcome to the Back to Brick Property Podcast. I'm your host, David Lamb. On this podcast, we'll be stripping property investors and business people alike back to brick to find out how their journey can help you on your journey. Welcome back to the Back to Brick Property Show. I'm your host, David Lamb. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my friend, Anthony the Rocketman Boyce to the show. Architect, property investor, developer, speaker, businessman, and one half of the best property meetup in the Northeast. Welcome, Anthony. Hello. <laughs> Good to have you on, mate. Um, when I first started this podcast, you were the in the, in the in the first initial list to get on, so oh, good. I'm glad I've glad I've got I'm you. A, on. I'm only fourth down the list then. Yeah, so you are, yeah. <laughs> the other ones were trial and error. Um, so I think we met about five years ago, approximately. Mm-hmm. I think it was, was uh, it the Teesside event. I think I think we met briefly at the Newcastle event, the right. Newcastle meetup, if I remember correctly, and then yeah, we had a good chat at the Teesside. Uh, probably. What was it called at the, at the time? It was Dennis and Chris, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was a good event, to be fair. It was all right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I got, really got to know you then. Um, and then met, obviously, Paul Million through through yourself, etc. who we'll get to. Um, so, yeah, so obviously I've, I've followed your journey ever since ever since I met you, and like, likewise. Um, but I guess, you know, I know you well, but who is who, who's Anthony Boyce and, and who was he before property? Uh, God, who, who am I then? So uh, I, I guess, well, I've been doing sort of the architecture stuff now for about 20 years. Um, so it's kind of, um, it's, it's my career, I guess. Um, what was it, about seven years ago, maybe eight, I decided, you know, I started reading things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, the property investment books. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of them light bulb moments, I'm sure. Everyone's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and gone, like, yeah. why, why am I working for the man? I should I have done this for myself. <laughs> So, you know, at the time, uh, designing HMOs for people in London and going like, why the hell would anyone like do this? Like, why don't you just <laughs> do a whole house? And then obviously when the, the penny drops, you're like, right, I, sh- I should be doing this for myself. I've got all these skills and uh, uh, tips and tricks I've learned through this career. I, I should do it. Um, so yeah, myself and uh, a college friend, we we bought our first buy to let. We just actually just met someone to put it up for sale now, actually. So oh, right, okay. a new strategy for me, selling something. Right. Uh, so yeah, jumped in and just progressively got um, spicier and spicier deals, I guess, from there. Yeah, okay. So you first, you first purchased with a joint venture with your friend, you say? Yeah, so everything I've kind of built and obviously you mentioned there about rocket i've done everything through joint venturing and and not very much my own money to be honest okay so uh yeah very very much um one for you can go further together kind of thing 100 percent agree with that yeah i don't don't do enough of that actually um so your background you're touching there the architectural uh background ideal background to for you you know you were given all this sort of free not free knowledge but obviously you were getting paid to do your job picking up all this Doing HMOs in the early days, and then mm-hmm. you went on to bigger projects with the architecture business. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess for you, it was ideal background. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked in like planning consultancy, structural engineering, building surveying, architecture. So, yeah, it's pretty much everything you need to, uh, I guess, carve up a deal and, and yeah. spot an opportunity. I guess from there. Yeah, brilliant. So, why why property then? Um, was there an entrepreneur entrepreneurial itch? In the early days of your life, or yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's what you knew, isn't it? If 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 you're in the property game, you you, you kind of think, well, that's the only way. I, I think more recently, as I've kind of built businesses, I'm kind of thinking, well, property's great. I still will do it. I still love it. Uh, but I think if it's wealth you're looking to create, there's there's quicker ways of, of doing it. I guess with, with yeah. business, I'm not sure if you found that with with starting property related businesses. Totally agree, and I guess both of us um, have, have done things back to front. Generally, people make a lot of money in business and then you know use 
uh, property is a. Are you a, a saying that you've made a lot of money in property? Sorry, David. Uh, no, I wouldn't say. It, it, relatively speaking, no, com- compared to a lot of people I know. Um, but yeah, a lot of people create wealth through business, don't they? And yeah. then they, they want to protect that wealth by yeah. investing in tangible assets like property. Yeah. Whereas you and I have, have, have sort of... Yeah, we, we lost all our money in property and then exactly, decided yeah. to make <laughs> some in business. Yeah, we better get business to go. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a great story that, that you've got so far. So um, tell us about the first few deals and your first one you touched on a buy-to-let with your friend. Then how did you go from there? Was it was it more buy-to-lets? Yeah, so uh, the first one was uh, just a vanilla buy-to-let, you know, 25% deposit down, nothing created at all, uh, creative at all. Um, God, I think I had to muck it out because the landlord who was selling had left a load of meat on the side for about three oh. months, so it was full of flies and maggots and stuff <laughs> like that. So it was, a, it was a good baptism of fire into yeah, yeah into property. Uh, the next one was a back-to-brick refurb. Um, you know, try we, we bought with cash, refinanced and, you know, got a little bit of our money back, you know, maybe created about 10 grand of equity, I guess, in doing that. Next one, we thought, oh, why don't we try SA? Next one, I think we did a HMO. Uh, and then, you know, just slight uh, sort of two to three bed refurb. So kind of buy to let levels and then just started looking at um, sort of bigger things. We got some opportunities. Obviously, you've seen the, the church we're doing. So that, that was a, a steal. Um, just ways of creating, uh, I, I guess, big lumps of money every month rather than the, the £200 or whatever you're left with. Yeah. Um, sort of getting going. Uh, the idea was we'll have 20 buy-to-lets. That would give me, mate, 20, uh, two grand a month for me, two grand a month. And, oh, God, I've made it. It's always two um, grand a month. Yeah, why, why is it? Everybody starts off yeah, with two grand yeah. a month. Don't you? Yeah. I, I don't know why. Because um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't live on that anymore. I was going to say, yeah. wouldn't get you very far these no, days. No, no, no. So... Yeah, it's, I think when um, reality hits and you realise, Jesus, this is a lot. I mean, that's 20 houses. I thought, well, I'll be able to do it in five years, you know, four yeah. refurbs a year, um, which, as you said, with my background, should have been all right. But obviously, builders let you down, yeah. uh, things run over, uh, you can't find deals and that kind of stuff. So it was like, right, why not just put all of our, all our eggs in one basket, I guess, or multiple baskets, as it seemed, um, and just do bigger deals that give you kind of two grand a month kind of yeah, uh, as a minimum on their own yeah yeah, yeah. so the early buy to let's we 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 aware of brr at that that point was that your strategy you were aiming for was yeah it? yeah so not the first one but the other ones yeah it was very much i mean i've never had that unicorn of an all money out deal or anything like that yeah. yet so still striving for that one but yes yeah, yeah uh, they're very rare i mean the 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 less rare today than they were sort of five years ago but even then they were you know mm. people always assume that i got every every penny out of every deal i've done i mean it's couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's always the aim, isn't it? But yeah. uh, that's it. I mean, we started off with an all right pot. You know, we had maybe 50, 60 grand each. Brilliant. But for every refurb you do and you leave 10 in, 10 in, five, you know, 15 in, 20 in, yeah. all of a sudden you've, you've got no money. Um, well, you've got a little bit of money left. Yeah. Uh, so that's when obviously we started looking at um, uh, private investors, so family uh, and then sort of outside contacts, really. And right. it's kind of taken off from there, really. Okay. So you, you looked into private investment very early in your property journey then, by the sounds of it? Yeah. Um, where were we at? I think it was deal number four. I think where, I, I guess it's, um, I always call it proof of concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah so definitely. a lot of people come off property courses, they go networking and they think, you know, everybody in that room is going to just basically give them a blank check for a couple yeah. hundred thousand quid. Uh, whereas people want to know, you know, how do you behave? Um, how do you deal with problems? Yeah. Are you actually going to stay the course and, and do more than one refurb? Yeah. Uh, so I think by deal four, you know, friends and family had started paying attention and like, oh, right, you seem to be doing all right for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think we borrowed I think it was 40 grand off my in-laws and 40 off of my mate's parents, and that got us uh, an HMO um, refurb done. Super. Sort of gone from there, really. Uh, the next one... 
was a guy I'd met networking and uh, he kindly said, yeah, yeah, I've got some money if you want to do something. So we, we did a, um, a back to brick, two to three bed refurb um, and it's just gone from there, grown from there really. Brilliant, okay. Mm. So I always find it interesting when people sort of broach the, the private investment issue for the first time and you said it's family and friends, which it always generally seems to be and they always say that your family and friends should be the first part of call. Mm-hmm. How did that conversation go and how did you showcase, I know you, obviously you've, you've talked about in front, in, front, in front of your friends and family what you're doing, et cetera. How did you showcase, you know, what the challenges you've faced and how you got over them, how, you, how you've dealt with them? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't a great project to, to do as a, as a first one because um, the, the builders we were using, they were coming from Leeds to Darlington every day. It was yeah. someone my, my business partner knew uh, from like the kickboxing community. Um, so they, they were coming that that far things ran over um i think the money was tight on the project so they got the hump we we fell out um so we ended up getting some other builders in um who eventually i did start another business i don't know if we'll get to that that with uh, which is just got a bit peaked on at the moment yeah. so um yeah so the, the project ran well over budget um god i had to sell all my crypto in crypto winter 2018 or whatever oh it god, was yeah. at a loss just to pull us through um but we got a very sort of lucrative SA gig. Uh, so we were housing like six, um, uh, what were the electricians? That's for the right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we were completely open with them, said, look, we've, we've not screwed up, but this is what's happened. You know, we, we were expecting a one, two, five value. We got, I think, 105. Right. So we were like already, I think we're in for 105 uh, by the time we purchased and refurbed. Um, yeah. So there was no way of paying everyone back. Um but what we did is just sort of renegotiated. We were very open with them and said, look, we, we can we can give you, well, basically some money every month from the, the SA income. How about you just leave your money and we'll renegotiate and see what yeah. happens after a year? Right. So a year later, obviously, they've made a lot, lot more money. Um, yeah. We've finally given them their money back as well. And why would you not go again? Exactly, yeah. Just, just being honest, open, and yeah. um, just staying, well, integrity i guess that probably gave them more confidence moving forward as well mm. the fact that you know you'd, you'd hit a hiccup yeah um ultimately they weren't going to get the, the the money back at the, at the time they thought they were going to but you've dealt with it mm-hmm. you've, you've made sure that they were looked after financially and then you've gone on and done better, bigger and better things so yeah. it can only strengthen your case yeah absolutely again it's that proof of concept how, how do you uh, perform when the chips are down yeah uh, how do you deal with problems and how yeah. do you find solutions really so no i mean they've they've been great um just you only need one or two investors, I think, to, yeah. to really make a difference. So it's just been rinse and repeat with yeah. the same money. And he's still using those same investors today? Yeah, one of them's gone. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the in-laws are still just putting the same money in and we just pay them. It's enough for them to go on holiday once a year. You know, why, you know, it's 40 grand. What were they doing with it beforehand? I think it was in premium bonds. Was it? So this, I mean, I don't know how many times you've dealt with financial advisors or you hear the advice that people have had from financial advisors. and like, Yeah, yeah just put that in premium bonds. I think in the first two years they'd made uh, like four hundred quid or five hundred quid or something like that. No, it might have been less. It was it was yeah. ridiculous. So I don't know. Come in, you know, you, you've seen it on Facebook. Invest with me, eight percent returns yeah, or ten yeah. percent returns or whatever. Yeah. You know, make you rich. Yeah. Uh, but no, they get what nearly uh, what three and a half grand a year at the moment. So why, why why would you not do that? Exactly for for doing very little. Yeah. Mm. So that's brilliant. So yeah, I mean, you got that. You went into SA quite early because when when we first met, I think you were just getting into SA then, and you touched on the deal that um, with the, with the, with the, was it Amazon, the electricians from Amazon? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we yeah we fell on our feet with that, and that was just from putting myself out there. Obviously, we had the property thing at that point. Yeah. Um, just through uh, 
I guess, telling people what I was doing. Um, someone, where were they based in Oldham, had seen my posts and said, right. oh, right, you've obviously seen the guy to go to in Darlington. We've got this gig. Um, you know, can, can you help us out? So we were housing probably uh, about 15 uh, people mm-hmm. um, on a, I think it ended up being 11-month gig. So it was just... Was this during COVID? No, that that was the time after, but that right. was even more ridiculous. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the. I think the next time is the one I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah. I remember. I just remember having my mind blown when you told me. Yeah. How how the deal had happened. So that one. Um, so I, I went full time into my uh, in, into Rocket Architecture. It was the third of March, 2020, and obviously lockdown happened about the 21st or 22nd. So timing wasn't great, uh, yeah. and I thought like, great, I've got all these clients, and all of a sudden the world shut down. Wasn't getting furlough. Uh, wasn't getting any handouts for like yourself employed because I didn't have any any books. Yeah. Um, so you, that's when you get most creative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and again, it was the I think it was the build at Bowburn this time that the Amazon build. So they come to us again because obviously we'd looked after them last time. Um, we we were able to house quite a lot of them. Um, and then Amazon imposed this uh, this work live work rule where you're only allowed um, a pair of people in each house. That's right. So they yeah, had to live that. and work in, in a pair of two. So yeah. whereas you might have had six or eight people in one house, all of a sudden you needed three or four. Yeah. Um, so what we were doing is ringing around our contacts, or, or I was ringing around contacts and placing these people with them, charging a the management um, rate, you know, 10 15% or whatever it was, just on top of the booking. And obviously it was oh, helping wow. people out who, because Airbnb Brilliant. had shut, booking.com yeah. had shut. So it was helping all these people out as well, but we were making a little bit. So um, yeah, it pulled me pulled me through COVID. That brilliant. So yeah. what were the numbers on the on the rental income? If you don't mind me asking. On that, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I can say for tax purposes. David. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, anything no. we say on here can be edited out. <laughs> it was beep. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few of them. Yeah. All right. All right. That's no problem. That's no problem. No, I mean, it, it was good. Um, yeah. You know, considering everyone was sat on the bums at home, yeah. not, not getting dressed or washed, yeah. getting drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, it was upwards of four grand yeah. a month. Each. Yeah, because I remember speaking to you and everybody in the property world was pulling the hair out because obviously uh, the media were drumming, uh, beating the drum of the world's ending, you're not going to be able to lend money anymore. People had refinances coming up that they weren't able to complete. And I remember speaking to you when you were on, on top of the world. <laughs> You'd done this SA gig and you were... You, you, yeah, you were it it you was were mental. I mean, um, yeah, the, the, the amount of deals I was closing while you know, in my underpants in the sunshine <laughs> in, in the garden was was mental. Yeah, it's uh, a great summer that. It was. Yeah, <laughs> well, were you looking over the yeah, I was, yes. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> well, it's interesting you started your business just before COVID because I started Orange, the, the property management business, um, in the, the December 2019. Mm-hmm. And then the world ended same same sort of time. So, you know, I, w- I want to talk about your businesses now because you, you've... I mean, I thought I was busy and then I watch you on social media and I speak to you and I think, God, I'm not even... I'm lazy. I feel lazy. <laughs> so you seem to start a new business business under the Rocket brand, yeah. um, which seems to be going from strength to strength. So tell me about starting Rocket Architecture. Obviously, you, you've got vast vast experience within that field. You were always going to go on your own, weren't you? At the end of the day, I think you. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of fallen out with my stepdad, who I used to work with, just because I, you know, I was reading more business books and things like that, and obviously yeah. when. You're, uh, you're full of um, hope and these ideas and you go into the business owner who's been operating it for quite a few years and you go, no, why don't we do this or why don't we do that? And it's like, no, yeah. sod off, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, Savills was great. Uh, that was one of my last jobs. Um, you know, working on lots of listed buildings and, you know, things like castles and ruins and stuff like that. So really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the office shut down, I moved to an architect's and fell out 
pretty quickly with him. Um, yeah, I remember. He's yeah. just a, an odd person. Um, and I think I wound him up when he kind of, I was, I was buying the church at that time. Uh, and he goes, oh, you're going to be a millionaire, aren't you? I was like, well, yeah, probably not this year, but you know, maybe next year. And he started talking about some land at the bottom of his garden. I mean, he's an architect. He owns a business. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I've always wanted to develop it, but I've never really had the, you know, the time or know what to do and stuff. And I, I think we fell out when I said, well, you're, you're an architect. What, what are you on about? Like, yeah. you, you should be doing this as your, your, your day job. Yeah, um, yeah so we, we rubbed each other up the wrong way. And yeah. uh, God, it was a day after my birthday that got into work, put me in the office, um, uh, the little meeting room and said, right, it's not working. And didn't come to blows or anything, but yeah, it, mm. was, uh, it was a bit of a funny meeting, that one. Yeah, <laughs> onwards and upwards, it's, all, and it's all part of the journey, yeah. isn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, going on my own, I mean, obviously I had the network and things like this, so I was in amongst property people yeah. uh, quite a lot. You know, people knew who I was and what I was doing, so it, it kind of made sense, really. Um, you know, I had potential customers that I was bumping into every well every month at the event but i yeah. was networking religiously you know maybe two events a, a month as uh, a week as well yeah so yeah just surrounding myself with people really yeah and you know you present yourself as a, as a an architect that has experience doing your own service accommodation hmos mm-hmm. commercial commercial residential conversions so you know it's 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 a, it's a great place to start isn't it yeah well i think um it's what I try and use as that it sets me apart. I'm, I'm a developer as well, so I kind of sit on each side of the fence. Exactly. You know, I've, yeah. I've purchased. I've, uh, I've I've done the drawings. I've I've developed, so I know what it what the pain points are through a yeah. development as well. Uh, so hopefully that experience should save uh, people time and effort and money. I guess. Through, through Do you find thing. yourself? I know you've got other consultancy businesses now, but did you find yourself, especially in the early days when you would start as your architecture firm, you were sort of acting as a consultant to these developers? Oh, so still do, yeah. Holding the hand through, through step by step, you know, not just an architect because of your knowledge. Yeah, well, I guess back then, um, I guess I had imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, I think everybody needs to get over that as they become Definitely. sort of in, into business and uh, property as well. So although I had all of this knowledge, I guess I just didn't believe in myself enough. Uh, so I was probably just taking on any old work at that point, just thinking, great, let's... You do when you start, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's work. Whereas now, I've got no issues telling people that their deals are crap and <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no way it's going to stack up. I mean, a lot yeah. of the time they tell me different uh, yeah. and go on and then you see them pause or get sold because they haven't been out there making work. But yeah, uh, yeah as you say, it's... It, more i would see myself more as a consultant these days than yeah i've hung up my crayons i always keep telling Good. people yeah <laughs> yeah so why rocket then why rocket as the brand oh um <clears throat> there was a little bit of local heritage involved um with the trains so there's yeah. rocket was one of the uh, the trains or i think it was built in shildon but oh, shildon's don't talk about that don't talk about shildon. um uh and there was a rocket town brewery uh, which I liked the logo of. Right. So I just kind of... Knew there'd be beer involved somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just it just kind of fit, really. I thought local heritage, uh, rockets, you got an emoji. That was quite a, yeah. a cool thing as well. Um, and it was a cool word. Yeah. So I just my head was sort of working on, like, how, how can you play with different ideas around it? So yeah, I just ran with that, really. Brilliant. Okay. So how many businesses are in the brand, in the Rocket brand now, then? God, um probably at the moment i'd probably say six or seven right um maybe maybe one or two more that i've forgotten about um but yeah we're, we're expanding all the time so, so next year we're looking at coffee um we right. made some gin last year for right. christmas and that seemed to grow legs everybody 
as you do when you, you've drank loads of gin. <laughs> this is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's let's, funny let's, that, isn't it? Let's bottle this and sell it. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at like Rocket Clothing, so Rocket right. Apparel. Um, God, what else? Uh, social media, digital. Um, so they're like non-property ones we're looking mm-hmm. at. Um, and now it's you know, interior design, architecture, ecology, arboriculture, heritage and archaeology, uh, and then construction and, and electric that we're closing down. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's driving that? Ambi- obviously, the, the ambition to, you know, you, with your architectural background, to, to do development, the construction, you know, I understand all that. What, where does the other sort of the desire to create apparel and cough, where does that come from? Um, I guess it's just spotting an opportunity. I, I guess the more people I've spoken to um, or spoken with about Rocket, uh, they've gone, oh my God, it's amazing. You could, you could literally put it on anything. So when people say that, you're like, right, well, let's, let's, I'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to do that then, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll just, just see where it goes. I mean, I'd, I'd love uh, if, for example, like Rocket Coffee took off and that was how I was remembered. I drink so yeah. much coffee anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've always had this kind of vision of me having my own um, coffee shop, almost like having your own bar and sat in the corner, you know, having oh, yeah. meetings and stuff. I uh, guess the name Rocket is, is quite apt for a coffee brand as well. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, what yeah. gets you out, out Co- of bed in the morning. Call it Rocket Fuel, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it gets you charged up, doesn't it? Gets yeah. you going. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Okay, so, you know, with so many things going on, it seems like you're spinning a lot of plates, even though you look very relaxed. Um, <laughs> where's your sort of main focus right now on a day-to-day basis, would you say? Um, where is my focus? Well, at the moment, it's developments. They're taking a lot of um, headspace and time. Uh, we've got a, a church conversion on a barn conversion, just starting a commercial conversion, five flats and two commercial up in uh, Wooler as well. So they, obviously, there's, you know, there's so many cats to herd, isn't there? Yeah. Just jumping through hoops for the finance and legals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's taking a lot of focus at the moment. But other than that, it's... Um, uh, kind of, I guess, towards the social media. I've just really, uh, I've, I've stepped away from the kind of the business day to day stuff. Right. Uh, my my business partners, uh, God bless them, have taken taken the reins there, and it's just trying to push the brand as as far as we can and seeing yeah. where it takes us. Really. How have you found that? How have you found stepping away from the day to day? I mean, I would. I was kind of using through summer like hashtag not retired, and you know, people. I, I was posting all the time about playing golf. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, maybe one a week at the peak i wasn't playing that much but yeah. uh, everyone always asks like oh how's it look like being retired it's it's no different <laughs> I'm, I'm you know on the go all day yeah. uh you know the crack it's, it's phone calls it's emails you know yeah. i might not be physically sat down at a computer and doing stuff but it's it's non-stop as you as you you know doing deals and yeah. your meetings and that kind of stuff really it's, it's a lot more enjoyable than the day-to-day grind on yeah imagine, yeah. yeah i mean nof- nothing's ever the same is it so uh, no that's good every yeah every day is different so that that's yeah. that's what i enjoy really yeah but problem solving that's yeah. Probably what I'm good at. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So you touched on the the church development there, which is one I'm very interested in, just because it looks an incredible building. I remember when you you agreed the deal on it, and I remember you telling me the numbers, and it was it was a, it was a fantastic purchase. Uh, and I've been following your progress on, on on Instagram. So tell us about that deal. Yeah, so I mean that one um, again, just putting yourself on social media and, and having uh, the property thing event. So I was just approached by business partner in that one simon uh folks he he came and said look there's this deal there's this church um do you want to go and have a look at it and at that time it was all new it's like oh my god someone's come to me with, you know Ooh, let's go and have a look <laughs> at this um so we went there again a little bit of imposter syndrome god like, looking around the church like is this god can i do this kind of a thing but uh yeah we, we managed to secure that for like 57 and a half grand it was it was beans you know um it's ridiculous yeah. how how did you secure it for such a little 
God, I mean, that was a funny one, that. So we had an investor who funded the purchase. Um, so I remember us chatting about it. We got the investor on on the hook, which was great. Um, they'd agreed to, to fund the purchase. <laughs> Unbeknownst to us, the, um, the investor went and spoke to the agent and put in a full asking price offer. So the agent rang us and said, oh, someone's put in a full asking price offer. We're like, oh, God, oh, we, we really wanted that. Oh, never mind, we'll, oh, we'll go and have a chat. Found out it was the investor. So I'm oh, doing you a favour, and we were like, "Oh no, we were going to get it. We we're going to try and get it." So it was on for like hundred grand. So oh, we right. put hundred grand. I mean, it's not still cheap, but mm. we were like, "Oh, we we're going to get it cheaper." So we were thinking about how to how to structure it in a way where it, it it made more sense. So we were we were trying to purchase the attached cottage and do all this and, and that and whatever else. Um, and in the end, COVID happened. So through that, we were we hadn't purchased it, and coming out of COVID. We very much played on the oh god the world's going to end you know what the media is doing I mean yeah. the the developer who had it next door I mean his his wife was one of those tinfoil on the head type of people so we were kind of playing on that yeah uh, and in the end he was just like look as long as you can purchase it within a month then yeah you can have it for fifty seven and a half so that, that's decent um a decent reduction on the original asking price yeah eh? yeah that's yeah. definitely BMV Gotta yeah get that. without a doubt yeah <laughs> God bless COVID eh yeah yeah I mean obviously things went the other way so I think if yeah. it had been a month later he would have told us to poke it really oh without a doubt yeah he was, um, he was going to the auctions and saying things are flying um, mm. so I think everybody had these fifty grand bounce back loans didn't they yeah yeah just yeah snapping everything up in the office uh, yeah, it was a crazy time wasn't mm. it yeah so you know when you went to see that obviously we all background it helps but when you went to see that building, it's not your, your bog standard commercial resi or, mm-hmm. or, or your standard conversion. So when you first visited the property, did you know immediately what you had in mind for it? Were the, were the plans in place drawn up? So there was some plans already done. Uh, the, the owner had, had got some of her architect in um, and I went around with my laser and when I did it all up, um, it just wasn't working. So the, the building was bigger like right. in, in person than it was shown on these plans. So the developer had only got, I think, three flats in there, nice. um, you know, one one on each floor, basically. Uh, and then when I started looking, I was going, there's, there's like another um, like 20 square metres here. Yeah. So I was like, I can get two on each floor. Um, obviously, you, didn't, you don't say that to no, the vendor. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that was what had happened. Everybody had just taken these these plans as gospel kind yeah. of a thing and nobody had checked anything. Oh, there you go. So mm. that kind of gave me um, uh, enough to kind of run with it, knowing that the numbers worked. I mean, it's grade two listed as well, but fortunately, you know, don't just go out buying grade two listed churches because if you've got all of these ornate carvings and wooden stuff in there, you know, it'd yeah. be a bit more difficult. But all of that had been removed already, right? Okay. Well, most most of it. So uh, yeah, we went to a, a couple of heritage consultants. That was before I had my own firm, and this this is how my head works. When I got their prices back, seeing how much they were going to rinse me off, it was like, <laughs> oh God, I could I could actually employ someone and, yeah, yeah. and do this for myself. Um, so yeah, got a few out. Two of them said that they would write something, but they wouldn't support what I wanted to do. Right. So they would just take, uh, I think it was like two and a half or three grand. When you said they, w- they would write something. So they would write uh, basically a heritage statement um, right. to, to tell you about the history of the place and all that, but they wouldn't write in support of me converting it into flats. Right. So like, well, why the hell would I do that? Yeah. So there was one out of three who said they could support it. Uh, and in the end, it, it got planning permission and listed building consent for that anyway. So right. it just shows you you've got to, maybe not take what you hear first in, in well, A, the plans yeah. that were done, they they were incorrect. Uh, and then the heritage consultants as well, they obviously if you'd just taken one person's word, you you maybe wouldn't have proceeded. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing the amount of value you've created just by investigating the drawings. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm a bit of a contrarian. So like 
if if someone says no, it makes me go right. I'll show you. Yeah. Uh, well then. <laughs> yeah. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I didn't know that. Um, so the fact you've just just proven you can get mm. more out of the building than you could, it's it, you know, it's 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 made the deal. Yeah. Just double check. I mean, that's one thing. Um, even working with people, just double check that everybody's read, everybody's understood, uh, and check the numbers and figures that you've been given really as well. Yeah. So with the listed buildings, the heritage buildings, um, is that sort of your niche? Do you see that as being your niche moving forward? Over the next sort of five years, you see yourself not solely investing in, in, in these heritage buildings, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love them. Um, I, w- I would do new buildings, something we've been discussing recently, but I, I love old buildings. I think normally, you know, that church is one street back from the high street in Barnard Castle. Uh, they're, they're in good positions normally in the centre, you know, the marketplaces and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I love Barnard Castle, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, it, I don't want to say Bishop is a nice place, but if you yeah. look around the market square there, you know, there's some yeah. really, really nice, pretty buildings. Is, yeah. So generally, it's, um, I think when you're, you're looking at things, what's going to reduce the potential of competition? So you've got, you know, structural problems and unmortgageable and all that kind of stuff if you're at houses. But when you get to listed buildings, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you get you get a bit of a penalty when it comes to financing because certain people won't touch them. You know, you, mm-hmm. your standard lenders might not touch them. Yeah. Um, but you, you you've got less competition, which which is why you can get a lot more discounts. I find doubt, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what have you managed to get to squeeze out of the out of the space available at the, at the church then? So we have got two two bed flats and four one bed flats. Right. Mm. With a view to doing short term accommodation. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Airbnb stuff. Um, so yeah, it should stack up well because you, you obviously know Barney, but it's a it's a market town near the Dales. Um, yeah. There's not a great got, deal of hotels around there either. There's not. No. Seems so to be there's, anyway. there's, yeah, there's not a lot there, and, and you've also got a, a massive employer, Glaxo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So there's a massive, massive like factory and uh, yeah. research facility there. So yeah, it should work for both holiday let and contractors. And, uh, yeah. Contractors as well. Couldn't yeah. be any better position, mm. really. Mm. So how far along the development are you on that one? Probably say we're about seventy percent through. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So again, you you know these, but we um, we got a low GDV valuation when we set out, so you can only borrow sixty yeah. percent of it at that point. So we've only just gone through like another revaluation. So I'll, I'll give you the numbers. I mean, uh, I think when we set out it was about six forty was the GDV, which was always too low. Yeah. Um, they were ba- you know they were basing it on just a pound per square foot sale. Right. This is like a standard new build flat next door. Yeah. Um, whereas a this is a church it's got four meter high ceilings stained glass windows and all yeah. this kind of stuff uh obviously no one listens to you do they no, no. this is this is the evidence yeah uh so we just had it revalued and the guy put a value on of 950 well okay um as a bricks and mortar so yeah. again we can borrow 60 70 percent of, of that figure now so that gets us enough money Superb. to finish the development which is run over of course and Gosh, it does. yeah um, but when uh, when we come to actually put a, a mortgage on, they're going to add an element of the commercial income as well. Right, okay. So it should push it, push it up over a million. Superb. Uh, maybe 1.1, which will, which will be lovely. So you can relax going forward to, to the end of the development now. You know you've got breathing. say relax. Yeah. Uh, again, you'll know with development, you've got to spend the money to like get it back yeah. on, the, on the drawdowns. So we're just at that point at the minute where it, we're pushing on, but we're waiting for the money to... to be released and come yeah. back. So we're at that uh, we're at that pinch point at the moment. Let's say brilliant. Okay. So when will that one be finished? When's when's completion pencil Hopefully, in? Hopefully uh, February. Right. Okay. Mm. I look forward to seeing that. It'll be uh, yeah, yeah. Be some development, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll 
bring you around next time you're free. Yeah, without a doubt, mate. Without. So the the Wooler project that you that, that mm-hmm. you touched on then, um, what's what's that one? Is it a mixed residential commercial? Do you say? Yeah, so it's uh, it was two shops downstairs with vacant uppers. Uh, way back, it used to be, uh, I, I guess, a big um, duplex flat upstairs. With uh, it used to be the electricians downstairs, um, uh, electrical wholesalers or retailers. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we kind of uh, another creative deal. I think just timing was right. I think it was on the market for like one seventy or one eighty. Right. Um, we went round and it, you know it was cracks everywhere. You know, it hadn't been touched upstairs since probably the fifties. Uh, water coming in places and all that kind of stuff. So we we kind of said, look, we'll two deals. Uh, we'll do a subject to planning and we'll give you the full asking, or we'll take it off your hands uh, today or however long legals take. For a hundred grand, um, and just must have been the great timing because they took the hundred grand. Wow! So okay. we got we got this massive building. Yeah. Uh, Say so managed to use um, a PD and planning to then squeeze five flats into the upper stories with the two commercial units downstairs. Brilliant. So again, there's another like raising the GDV, and that'd probably be what um, probably close to eight hundred, maybe a little Brilliant. bit more. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of value adding on that one as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So is that another joint venture? It was, yeah. yeah. So um, the, the business partner I started with, you know, when, when we got our first one, it, we still do a lot of stuff together. So right. me and him, and there was one other person on that one as well. Yeah, okay. How do you find joint venture partnerships? Do you find them challenging? <laughs> I mean, when, when they're good, they're good. Yeah. When they're bad, uh, yeah shoot yourself you know yeah <laughs> kind of level yeah i mean you, you do hear about the probably you only you hear about the bad the bad ones uh, more i guess but people throw joint venture the term joint venture around on instagram and and, and the socials um so flippantly as if mm-hmm. you're just going to jump into bed with anybody uh, and start buying buildings yeah i mean it can work so i mean one of the best joint ventures i've done was uh was with craig my business partner in in heritage and all, all of the rocket stuff now so we were introduced by Jeremy Smith, you yeah. know, uh, Jezza. Insurance Jezza. Jezza. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we met each other in Barney, had a coffee. I showed him around the church that we were going to be developing, uh, sat and had a natter for an hour or two. Um, he was employed at the time. Uh, during the meeting, he was like, is, is this turned into a job interview? And I was <laughs> like, no, 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 not an interview. Do you want to start a business? Yeah, I'd, I'd like literally known him for two hours. Mm. Um, he went away and then the next day he was like, yeah, I'm going to hand my notice in and we'll, we'll set this really? thing up. So Bloody hell. from that, you know, hardly What did you say to him? What did I say to him? Uh, <laughs> do you want to meet me in the toilets? <laughs> yeah, in the- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I don't know. We just, just got on. Nice. Um, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was keen as mustard to, uh, to, to do things for himself and I guess prove people wrong as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of this has, has been basically the, the, us two basically running around like headless chickens, just trying to promote the rocket brand and yeah. it's gone from there really. Brilliant. Um, I suppose anyone looking to go into a joint venture with yourself will look at your background and, and, and see the type of buildings that you're now developing mm-hmm. and that'll give them a, a massive degree of comfort. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're immediately adding, adding value to, because mm-hmm. the standard developer like myself, they're not going to, I look at some of the buildings that you're developing and they scare the life out of me, I'll be <laughs> honest. I just think, I can't even get my head around that. Yeah. It's all about having a good team, isn't it? Um, I mean, obviously I've, I've built an architecture team now who are amazing. You know, again, me doing the developments, I know even when I used to do drawing packages for people, like, oh, that should be enough. I know now that they weren't enough. So, you know, we, we go for everything with a fine-tooth comb yeah. just to make it easier going forward. We know where uh, money gets added by builders for the unknowns and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I've got a, a great team who I guess I can go and find the, the deals um, 
just just carve them up and they they're the ones who can make it happen basically yeah brilliant mm. so your consultancy businesses then um you saw you, you're covering you're working nationwide now mm. is that right yes yeah, so we got office in dundee uh Darlington, barnard castle and we said before kent Leighton. yeah yeah I mean, it's an amazing. It's amazing how quickly everything's just just clicked into place. Seems to click into place for you. It's um, your growth has been incredible over yeah, the last few years. Uh, I've been using a couple of slides um, when I've been doing presentations on it and stuff like that. It's obviously people are starting to pay attention now and like, oh, well, can can you come and present on it? But yeah, it's it's one of them kind of snowball situations. I think you've just got to keep going. You know, growth is on the other side of the pain points. So yeah. you've just got to you just got to keep going. It's just persistence, really. Yeah. It's nothing special. How have you found the human element of it? But I also I'm growing businesses <coughs> businesses myself and other other business owners I speak to. You know, rapid growth is great, but it needs to be controlled, sustainable growth. And mm-hmm. I, I think the the main element that people struggle with is hiring correctly. Um, <laughs> I know you kiss a lot of frogs. We all do. Um, how have you found that from a growth point of view, hiring the right people? Yeah, no, we've we've had a lot of ups and downs, let's say, um, within the last. So, yeah, the heritage business is only just coming up to two. So during that, I mean, God, we've had, uh, yeah, people we've had to let go for, uh, I won't go into reasons, but, no. um, yeah, various people who are over-egging their own puddings, I guess. That's the best way of doing it. Yeah. I think since COVID, everybody's got used to working from home. Yeah. Which I think when you're at a certain level within a business or like management or you're a fee yeah. owner kind of thing it's fine you know, yeah. some people work better um but we, we've had uh, people who've uh, worked from home and i think they just use it as a chance to get pissed really <laughs> uh you know uh, did you do that report you were gonna ah oh, sorry yeah. uh, the dog was sick in me slippers or you know yeah. any excuse under the sun yeah so yeah we've we've um god i think we've been up to like 40 odd people uh, across the group when we were sort of pushing on and pushing on uh, we're down to probably like thirty odd now, yeah. um, just because, like you say, it's it's a, it's about having the right people yeah. working rather than just any Tom, Dick, or Harry, really. Yeah. So thirty people rather than forty, and still as productive. Yeah, or more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, I'd say like the construction business, we we were up to probably twelve within that one when we were kind of at a peak. Yeah. Um, but there was this kind of mentality, and I I'd probably say it is more construction but when they're on the books they don't have to work as hard yeah it's when you actually catch people saying that i remember i mean they weren't working for us but a crane driver when they were putting our church roof on he um literally just like got the one of the pieces of the roof into the air and was like right it's 12 o'clock put it down really like what were you doing oh well it's lunchtime now i was like yeah but you can get it on before the rain comes ah well i'm on the book it doesn't matter these are the modular uh yeah Yeah, well it wasn't them it was the subbies that they'd hired in but it's that mentality of oh i don't need to work as hard because it doesn't matter how much i produce i get paid at the end of the week exactly so with like construction being the example here um we found it just it's easier for us and we make more money just by bringing subcontractors in we're on a price as long as you know exactly what needs doing um just doing it that way so yeah. we're very much looking at all of the businesses like that now yeah if people are happy being subcontractors uh, we just pay them we don't have mix we don't have tax uh, pensions yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's a lot lot simpler there's a lot to be said for that and you know you just fine tuning your operations aren't mm-hmm. you as you move along which is which which is great um so you know you're a, you're a serial networker and you you know your social media you, you've admitted yourself you haven't been massively focused on social media over the years but you're still managing to make great connections, uh, create uh, great investment into your businesses, mm-hmm. and, and you have done for years now. Um, so what's the key to that? Is that in-person in, in, person invest, uh, in person networking? I think I think 
if you if you meet me at a networking event and you follow me on social media, there isn't a difference. I think that's yeah. probably um, probably something that everybody should should do. You know, don't um, don't put on a mask. Yeah, and try and be someone you're not, basically. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think people like me on social media. Well, people tell me it's probably only my mum who tells me this, <laughs> but I'm completely honest. You know about the ups and the downs. Whereas I think you know, you all know social media. Everybody's there with their keys to their Lambo and stuff like yeah. that, and yeah. you know it, it's not all like that. No. Uh, what happens when the chips are down? When projects go wrong exactly. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I say um, some of the posts I've put out recently, where you know I've, I've had a bit of a downtime, I guess, with closing businesses and that. Um, people have got in touch and like, oh, you know, I, I went through this last year, and like, I wish I had someone to talk to at that time and that yeah. kind of stuff. So just people, I guess, resonate with me. I, yeah. just, I just don't bullshit sure. basically. Yeah, I, I will give you that. You know, you, credit to you because you do showcase your failures uh, as well as your successes mm-hmm. uh, in person and on social media. So N- nothing to be celebrated. I, no, I don't. I don't like failing. <laughs> Nobody does, but it's important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I failed. Yeah. I failed at so many things in my life, yeah. but they are still the lessons that I revert back to. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest failures, of, I know it's, it's cliche to say, but your, your biggest failures are your biggest lessons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you're winning, you're not, you're not really learning, are yeah. you? You either win or learn in business. And exactly, property. yeah, yeah. So on that, what do you feel has been your sort of biggest failure, biggest learning over, say, the last five years? Oh, Jesus. Um, I guess it, it comes down to joint ventures. So, I mean, yeah, I had a period where I was just saying yes to everything. Uh, which was great. It brought me some great deals. Um, I guess when you're jumping into bed with people like that, when when everything's great, it's it's good. Um, what what I've found more recently is when when things go wrong, uh, you really get a, a measure of people how they behave. Yeah. Uh, when when things are failing, are they willing to put their hand in the pocket when you know things don't happen as we'd planned? Yeah. Uh, so that's probably been my biggest learn. Don't jump into bed with anyone and everything that you kind of get brought across your desk really yeah uh, yeah so yeah in terms of learn shareholder agreements definitely uh, yeah I'll, I'll say that now i probably won't but uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely need shareholders agreements going forward because yeah. uh you know when businesses end um who pays for it all yeah. and stuff like that i think people just assume that sometimes it might be yourself or you know if we went into business oh don't yeah. read dave you exactly. pick up the bill yeah. on this one and you kid yourself don't you that that day's never going to come you're yeah. like well we're all we're all making money oh, everyone's we're all, happy we're all reasonable human yeah. beings surely that's every common knowledge then. exactly yeah, yeah. But that's but, that's not the case yeah. no it's funny it's funny that how people turn when when there's money involved mm. and it's um it's actually for myself as, as well i'm sure it's the same with you it's been quite shocking over the years people who you really, really trusted and, and mm. thought were absolutely bulletproof. And then the shit hits the fan and they're completely the opposite yeah. of, of what you imagined. Yeah. It's um it's quite hurtful at the time, but you know, it's it's it is it's a it's a great learning as you yeah. as you go forward. So yeah. um so back to the networking, you have mm-hmm. got a, a great thing going with Paul Million. Um everyone everyone speaks very highly of it. It's the, the the property thing in Darlington, which I remember when it first started and the numbers are are astronomical now compared to yeah we do all right just for um two people who just uh chat shit basically yeah. uh yeah we we get you know 50 to 100 people most uh most events yeah. closer to 100 these days but yeah yeah it's good yeah. it's amazing the amount of people i speak to on social media and from out of town or london-based birmingham-based investors maybe it's customers of my property management business that, that have heard of you as mm-hmm. well even though they haven't been they have heard of uh, of the yeah. property thing so it's, you know it's obviously well spoken about 
Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, we get people coming across from Dubai and, you know, up yeah. from London, across from the lakes or Manchester. So, yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic that people travel as far as they do just, just to hear two idiots rant about yeah. uh, what's going wrong in their lives, basically. Yeah. You're never, <laughs> never short of a word, the, t- the, the two <laughs> no. of you. Uh, that's for sure. So how has that helped you, I guess, uh, in, your, in, your, in your property and business journey, TPT specifically? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, it's not something you could measure is it really but it's uh i mean networking wasn't a natural thing for me so i've you know pushed myself out there so in terms of me it's it's great i can now stand up in front of groups of people which i would have yeah. it's everybody's biggest fear isn't it, it is, yeah. when, when you're going out so uh yeah in, in terms of personal growth it's been fantastic and then yeah I, I guess it's just eyes like you say people in london have heard of us so uh, i guess the opportunities and uh, contacts and things like that it, it's people knowing who you are who I mean, god the amount of people i've talked to where they've they've kind of been reading my post or commented on my post and you meet them at events and oh it's such and such yeah, yeah. i commented and i like, feel like you know it yeah know yeah you. they kind of know you it's like all <laughs> oh, right yeah, hi. And you're trying to like remember what they who yeah. they are basically by remember my comment in october 2021 <laughs> yeah. 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 Ooh. Uh, oh yeah you yeah 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 so no it's, it's great i mean god i've had um people invest who never even liked or commented on like posts and all of a sudden they're contacting you and you think yeah. oh god what's like someone just wanted me to give away all the secrets of darlington again here yeah and, yeah and then uh, they'll turn around and go hey i've got a hundred grand or something you're like oh, oh. yeah where's this coming no from? i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it, it's crazy yeah. yeah um no just just amazing darling it's, it's interesting like, darling itself is, is riding such a wave isn't it at the moment with mm. the treasury jobs and amazon etc etc and every time I come here, there seems to be new buildings going up left, left, right, left, right, and centre. The train, yeah. train station development. Yeah. It's a good place to be at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, this place we are, there's still development to happen here. Yeah. Uh, God, I think there's like nine or ten government agencies they'll be in the town yeah. uh, eventually. So I know they've got the, is it the new treasury building next yeah. to the cricketers or the former cricketers hotel? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's going to be so much. Um, the routes from the train station. I mean, they've got some lovely old buildings there, but it's yeah. kind of like smackhead alley at the moment. Is, yeah. So that, there's going to be strange, a, lot of, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of regeneration there yeah. to, to make it safe for these uh, southern softies when they come to Darlington. That's it, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Some of the architecture around around mm. the train station is absolutely stunning. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's, there's yeah, no. But it's the neglected areas. It's where the yeah. kebab shops and the all the barbers have moved in. Yeah, there's nothing it? wrong with a kebab shop. No, no, I love a kebab <laughs> shop. Uh, I just maybe wouldn't want to own one or yeah. Yeah, have one of them in the nicer end of town. <laughs> yeah, true. So with that, with Darlington performing so well, I know you invest in other areas as well. Do you still sort of entertain the, the standard buy-to-let service accommodation deals or are you, are you fully focused on the bigger deals now? I think f- for me, it's, it's bigger deals. I mean, if the right opportunity came along, I'd never say no, um, but they just don't stack up. No. So we're actually getting to a point where we're, we're selling one of our, um, that first property, we're, we're selling that one, the, yeah. the little buy-to-let refurb, we'd, um, uh, vanilla buy-to-let we did, um, because they're in our personal names. So yeah. when, when we started investing, it was that section 24 was was just coming around. So we knew about it, but we still bought like two or three, maybe in our own names. Uh, and now obviously incomes have changed and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't make sense. So. No. Yeah, selling them and it's uh, it's buying through companies and much bigger deals that, that add you know, a thousand minimum is what yeah. I'm looking at to, to the cash flow. How does it feel to be selling property? It's something I'm not comfortable with. It's weird, with. yeah. yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've never not, done it. We, yeah. we almost did a flip, um, but COVID happened. So that, but one of the last deals we did, uh, yeah, we'd done it up. It was going to make us, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 grand, say. Not a lot. 
it was like, ooh, this is a new thing for us. We've, yeah. we've never sold anything. And then we had to keep it because of COVID. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a, new, it's a new strategy for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it a whirl. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You'll be selling a lot off. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of questions that I like to, to ask every guest I have on because I think there's, there's a lot of new property investors that, that listen to this. Um, so I guess if you could offer one piece of advice to any property investor, brand new, starting, mm-hmm. out, starting out today, what would that advice be? Um... I would say network, but do it like a lot. Don't just turn up to one event and think, you know, the world's going to change for you at that point, but get in amongst all of these people. Uh, you know, they're not bad folks. I remember when I first started, you think, oh God, I've got not, not got a yeah. property or I've only got one, they're going to eat me alive. Yeah. It's not like that. The people who network are people who want to give back and help. Yeah. So just the contacts, the investors and all that kind of stuff, they're all there. You just need to keep showing up. So yeah. do that for six to 12 months. And I yeah. think that will, you know, just being around uh, people who are maybe achieving just slightly more than you, yeah. it will raise you to that level as well. So it will completely it change your life. Yeah. I do find that because it is a daunting experience when you first start networking. I know, I know myself and you think nobody's going to take you seriously if you've got one or two properties or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I do find in property in general, I think we're blessed because people tend to not keep the cards as close to the chest as other industries. Mm-hmm. I think everyone... You know, everyone realizes there's enough there's enough property to go around. We can all we can all be a success. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think generally people are genuinely happy to help, no matter what stage of your journey you are. That, that that's the, the general consensus I get. Yeah, and it's it's also I mean, property can be lonely, can't it? I Very. remember when I first started out, you'd go home and you'd talk to the missus, and you know, just blank look, go away, leave me alone. Yeah. Um, so I think when you can go and talk to people and you know just let things off your chest and all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it does help as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- whichever issue you're going through, property based mm-hmm. issue you're yeah. going through, someone else has been through it. Someone's been through it, or is going through yeah, it, yeah. Uh, and has felt that pain and, and you know as, as, as a solution for you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's very important. So I guess if you could do it all again, what would what would you do differently? What I do differently, I'd probably start a little bit more creatively or on bigger deals from the start and say when we first got going it was 20 houses by to let's you know within five years i mean that was ridiculous so, you know, i imagine people have done it but i was doing uh, a full-time job at the time when we started it, it would have killed me yeah. um so i think having a, a good team of people around you you know don't do everything yourself basically um rely on other people who are you know like architects and stuff like that to yeah. uh, to maybe enable you to do uh, you know things like church conversions it's not difficult um it's just it's like six by to let back to brick refurbs in one really yeah. um but it's just just having the right people around you that you know what one deal can change your life rather than yeah. having to do 20 basically yeah without a doubt and it was a, a trap that i fell into in the early days i, I thought i had to know everything mm-hmm. and i was reading book after book after book but you don't you just need to know someone that does don't you, you just need to bring in the the right people that, which you, you obviously yeah. do i mean there's like i remember a story of uh, henry ford which i always go back to and he's sat there he's being interviewed by a load of journalists and they're asking him questions trying to make him look stupid and he doesn't know the answer but he just presses a button and brings in the experts who, yeah. who answer all the questions yeah. it's very much like that i think business owners and entrepreneurs they can be too controlling they want to be in amongst everything definitely but they they don't progress you know, you need to you need to let go. Yeah, fair enough. It might not be 100% the way you'd have done it or uh, yeah. as perfect as you wanted, but yeah. you can go a lot further um, by, well, I wouldn't say not caring, but, you know, delegating, basically. Yeah. Just, just Yeah, I think the difficulty is, in the early days especially, when, when you start a business, you, you, you create a brand, you, you come up with the name, etc. It's your baby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And as you see it grow and grow and grow, it is very difficult. I found it myself to, to sort of loosen the reins a little bit. 
because it is your baby. You say, yeah. oh, well, bloody hell, everything needs to be perfect. But that, that is only strangling your growth, essentially, mm-hmm. isn't it? You need to, like you've just said, that you need to trust people. Yeah, well, you've not called it David Lamb lettings, have you? And no. stuff like that. So again, Rocket, I've, I've set it up. It's something I can give away, I can sell. Yeah, it's its uh, own entity. Exactly yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So uh, what what is your goal, I guess, as well then? Because mine's cash flow. Yeah. So I don't care about the ownership. Like if everything I add can add a couple of thousand to my cash yeah. flow every month. Exactly. Yeah, what happens with the rest? Yeah, I think the rest is ego, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think I think you're right. So, which which brings me nicely to my next question, which is sort of, you've achieved so much over the last five years since I've known you. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? What is the goal for you ultimately? God, um, I would love. So, you know, social media business just starting and things like that. I'd love to maybe get to that stage where it is that laptop lifestyle, the Tim Ferriss five-hour work week, and, yeah. you know, my kids will be getting towards uni age so I can maybe start traveling. Yeah. Because um, I'd kind of done things the other way. I've got friends who did all the traveling earlier on and then had kids, whereas yeah. we had kids, not mentally early, but, you know, 29, I think we were. So I've got a bit of catching up to do before I get on the Saga bus tours, you know. I've yeah. got to try and enjoy my life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, very much want to, um, uh, take my foot off the gas. I don't know whether I would just do the stuff I like doing rather than, you know, the stuff you need to do really. Yeah. Um, and also I'd, I'd love to try and build uh, rocket into like a PLC sized company. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned about house building or maybe the niche is that we convert, um, listed buildings, yeah. so maybe into flats and stuff like that, but build them to sell and there's our profit. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like a Taylor Wimpy or a Persimmon that kind of sized entity, I guess. Yeah. It's a hell of a niche to be in as well because you know the process literally from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And you've got now consultancy firms which deal with every step of the way. Yeah. That's an incredibly powerful position to be in, mm. not only to, to to do your own development and sell them on or keep them whatever, but to, to be able to do that for other people. It's a hell of a niche to be involved in. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the amount, because not everyone's wired the same, so... I guess some people won't spot opportunity where there is opportunity. Um, so yeah, you've got ecology. So every site needs an ecologist. Yeah. So if uh, yeah, an ecologist is going to a landowner's place, I've probably got eyes on that site before anybody else has. Yeah. Um, you know, before it's got planning and that kind of stuff. So the things you can do to secure sites by option and that kind of stuff before anybody else knows about it are yeah. quite quite big, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, I mean, I've done it in a selfish way, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's it, it is it is eyes on pies before. People yeah. get them really as well, so that's that, that's that's the that's the goal, I guess. Yeah, we we'll have to make or break, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know. So, okay, buddy. Well, thank you for your time. It's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, and it's been great to to, to follow your progress from the uh, amazing to see how, to see how far you've come in the last five years, mate. And I'm looking much. forward to, to to watching you over the next few years. And who knows where you'll end up? Uh, so, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Um, where is the best place for, for people to reach out to you if they if they want to? Um, I guess probably LinkedIn or our website, so www.therocketgroup.uk or just look at me on, uh, yeah, let's say, LinkedIn, Anthony Boyce or yeah. Insta, Anthony Boyce Rocket with underscores between them. Uh, yeah, yeah you'll be able to find me if you look anyway. <laughs> yeah, great. And the property thing event, yeah, the property once, thing. A month, once, once a month in, yeah, in Darlington? Yeah, second, second Thursday of every month uh, in Darlington. Uh, yeah, so it'd be great to see people down there as well. Superb. If you are listening or watching this, please do give us a like and a follow. It really does help. Uh, Until next time. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you very much.